Welcome to the Stop Down Photography Podcast, episode 110. I'm Scott Davenport. Today, a story of when photo expedition plans meet with, well, reality. Hi, welcome. Thanks for joining me. I'm glad to be back with you for another chat about photography, this shared passion of ours. And in today's episode, let's take one more step on our never-ending journey of photography. A quick favor before I dive into the story, if you enjoy this podcast, tell one friend. Tell one of your photo buddies about the podcast. Maybe share your favorite episode and suggest they have a listen. And if you're able to do that, you have my thanks. So in late May, I took a drive up the California coast from San Diego to the Cambria area, and the trip was part recreational, a chance to get away for a couple of days immersed in photography, and part exploration. I'm thinking about workshops for 2024 and looking for some new locations. And the area in and around Cambria has good potential. Rolling hills inland, some great coastline, groves of cypress trees. You know, there's lots of opportunities there. And opportunity is the choice word here. Mother Nature was in a sour mood on the bulk of my trip and seemed to determine that I would not get good photos for the duration of my visit. So the plan was this. I leave San Diego around midnight, catch the first light in the hills around Cambria, and then onward to the coast for a day of photographing, and do the reverse on the next day, working my way back home. Two days of shooting, lots of hustle, on the go, place to place. Gonna be fun. And everything went to plan, until sunrise on the first day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hit the road at midnight. I got to my chosen sunrise location, this perch overlooking a valley, rolling hills, though a wildflower bloom was still holding strong in California in late May. The view was to the southwest, so the angle of the sunrise would be great. The potential was all there. I'd done all the pre-visualization of this image. And as the darkness of night turned into blue hour, visibility was effectively zero. The valley was filled with fog. I mean, I couldn't see the valley. It was like looking at a bunch of clouds. And the sky wasn't much better, more gray. And it was not burning off. This fog was here to stay. And I was not going to get this photo of the valley I'd envisioned. And that first initial experience sums up the trip. I wrestled with nature in one way, shape, or form for two days. With the sunrise and no show, I pivoted. Okay, head closer to the coast. There are cypress groves nearby the ocean, a forested area, foggy conditions. All right, that could work. So I drove south to Montana de Oro State Park and met with bits of success you know, from a distance, the fog looked thicker. But when I got down into the trees, on the paths, the fog wasn't thick enough. You know, I wanted more fog to better obscure the midground and the background, get better subject isolation. You know, the things we like about fog. That's not working. Pivot again. Uh, it's a mile or so to the ocean, so I'll hike that. Montana de Oro has a wonderful set of trails along the bluffs and cliffs of the coast, sweeping views some great sea stacks, rock formations. I get to the ocean. The atmosphere is heavy, 
fog is condensing on my skin, my jacket, my tripod, everything is damp to the touch. <laughs> Lots of lens wipes were involved. And the tide, the tide was very, very low. Something like negative one foot or so, you know, negative tide swell. So if you've uh, photographed the ocean, you know extremely low tides are not always photogenic. Messy reefs with shaggy seaweed are revealed, or there's no wave action close to the shore, that kind of stuff. There were some great sea stacks, great rocks, but they were like beached whales, you know, stuck on dry land, and they weren't interacting with the ocean, and it made them less appealing. I regrouped again. Okay, I'll move up the coast a bit, find areas where I can really get down to sea level, work up close with the ocean, the sand, the rocks, and I found several places that the beaches were, um, dirty is not the right word, um, unkempt. The shore was littered with small tree branches, big enough to be annoying distractions in a composition, yet too small to work with as foreground subjects. There was also a lot of what I thought was plastic on the beach. And it turns out these lumps of plastic were little sea creatures. Their official name is Valella Valella. Sometimes they're called by the wind sailors. They're these little jellyfish-like things. When they're alive, they're cobalt blue. They get washed up on shore, their color fades, they shrivel up, and they look like lumps of clear plastic. And there were thousands of them. Just really just lumps of clear-ish looking plastic type stuff. It looked like litter, not so photogenic. Pivot again, getting towards sunset. Who doesn't love a California sunset? On this trip, mother nature, that's who. A new bank of fog, miles out to sea, just swallowed up the sun. No sunset to be had. Lackluster sky, challenging foregrounds, boring light, you get the picture here. <laughs> the, the picture is, I didn't get the picture. There was really not a good thing to be had. And that was just day one. Day two was basically a repeat. I fared a little better knowing what I was in for, uh, or at least my expectations were better set. And I ended up leaving earlier than I'd planned because there was just no reason to force a shot. You know, just get a jump on traffic get home. I'm not getting killer photos on this trip. Yet with each failed attempt, I saw potential photos. I saw the photographs that could be if conditions were different. If the fog were thicker, the photos in the groves and a cemetery that I visited would have been stronger. Mental note, in thick fog, I know where to go shoot in this area. If the fog were thinner, that sunrise in the valley would have been great. Mental note, in thin fog, I know where to go shoot. And even a moderate fog, you know, the fog weaving around the hills could be very cool. No fog at all, sure, that shot works too. If the tide, if the tide were a little higher, surges of water would weave around the sea stacks and that would be great. Mental note. I need a two to three foot tide for that to work at this location. And if the beaches were a little cleaner, a little smoother, 
the photos would be less cluttered. Uh, there'd be more that I could work with, or in fact, there'd be less that I'd have to work around. Mental note, that one, I need to give nature a few months to wash the coast, bring in some fresh sand. So my plans did not work out, which is an understatement. <laughs> my plans were dashed as soon as I arrived. My trip to Cambria and the surrounding area was not a success, but it wasn't an abject failure either. A bit of studio news for you. It took a few weeks to, to get the next podcast episode up, and that's because I've been heads down on several On One themed projects, as it turns out. Last week, if you didn't catch it, On One released Story and Vision, a photo kit by yours truly, and I, I have to say I really like this course because Story and Vision, its underlying focus is storytelling. I walk through five use cases, five photographs that have an image assessment, and then it's processing. So you understand the story of the image and the vision for its mood and feel. And then you get into the processing to make that story stronger and realize that vision. Yeah, of course, in, in my video courses, you get tips and tricks with using the photo software, in this case, you know, on one photo raw. But more importantly, is a shift in how you approach your editing. Your editing is done in service of the story of the photo. If you're interested in this course, there's special pricing going on right now through June 29th, 2023. It's $29.99, 30 bucks, two hours of video instruction, practice images, a bonus preset pack, 25 AI adaptive presets, you know, 50% off the regular price. I'll put a link in the show notes if you're interested in that. It's Story and Vision. It's a photo kit that I partnered with On One. All the material and the kit itself is sold through On One's website. Another On One thing I've been working on is the On One Photographers Conference. This is a Kelby One live event happening July 25th through 26th in 2023. I'm teaching a couple of courses there, so I've been working on my material and you know getting prepped for, for this event. It's two days of On One instruction, everything from you know landscape, travel, macro, wildlife, portrait, print prep, there's 10 different instructors teaching courses for this, uh, this two-day event. I'm uh, teaching two courses. The first is entitled Master Classical Black and White Editing, so all about compelling black and white photos. And the second is Upscale Your Photo, Add Quality Megapixels to Your Files. And that's all about the Resize AI module for making small photos into larger prints. The entire schedule is on the Kelby One Live website, along with the details about the conference, who else is teaching, all the different sessions. Uh, link is in the show notes. They're doing pre-registration for that event right now, $149 US for two days of instruction, plus a bunch of bonus content. There's some other things that are uh, that haven't been finalized on the schedule, some like, you know, after the courses, like some live Q&A type stuff. And again, 149 bucks US, that's 50% off their regular price. And so if you're an on one user, I hope you'll join me, Scott Kelby, host of other great instructors for this event. 
And a third on one themed thing, I, I just finished this one up, is the 2023.5 addendum to my book, On One Photo Raw Essentials. I've just posted this addendum that covers the new features added in Photo Raw 2023.5. So if you own my book, if you own On One Photo Raw Essentials, in the first few pages of the book, there's a link in the book where you got your practice images. That's also where the book updates go. So that's out there waiting for you. If you've got the book, jump on over to that site and check the first few pages of the book you already own. That's where you'll find the link for the addendum. And if you're interested in the book itself, I'll put a link in the show notes to uh, the book proper. That is going to do it for this installment of the Stop Down Photography Podcast. I hope you uh, can appreciate some of the planning versus reality challenges I faced. I certainly need to get myself back up to the, the Cambria area in better conditions. Maybe in a few more months I'll give it a second crack. And because of the last experience, I'll have a, a better time the next go-around because I'll know more which locations are better given certain conditions and the, the benefit of, of scouting which is what the trip turned into before i sign off thanks as always to those that support the show through comments likes shares it is very much appreciated you can learn more about how you can support this podcast and my work check the show notes on every page of my website there's a support my work button and many of the ways you can support this podcast and my other photography work is zero cost to you. Check those things out. See if any of those will intersect with your photo needs or your just general life. And until next time, my name's Scott Davenport. Have fun.